0: Hey, hey, Firestarters, and welcome to the 200th episode of the Females on Fire podcast. Oh my gosh, I am so excited. 200 episodes is no small feat. It is a big deal, at least to me. So I am just super excited to get to share this with you. First of all, I am beyond grateful for this incredible community And the fact that you guys are the ones who have gotten us to 200 episodes. So thank you for that. And in honor of our 200th episode, I really wanted to do something a little bit special every 50 episodes for the entirety of the show. I've tried to do something kind of special and a little bit unique. And usually it involved a lot of other people and took a long time to put together. And so the higher up into the numbers we get, the you know, obviously, harder that gets to do. So it is just going to be me today, but I wanted to do something a little fun, a little different. And so I'm going to be sharing 20 things that I have found you need to know as an entrepreneur to actually succeed. So this is basically 20 life slash business lessons that I've learned in my eight, almost nine year entrepreneurship journey. And some of them you may be like, yeah, I definitely see that. I know that. And some of them may not be what you think. So are you ready? Let's dive in to this 200th episode together. Hey there, gorgeous. And welcome to the females on fire podcast, the place to be. If you're an audacious dreaming woman, ready to ignite your influence, burn your limitations and spark your success. I'm your host, motivational speaker, marketing coach, and Dr. Pepper lover, Haley Luckadoo. And together with the most incredible women I can find, we're going to bring you the best business and personal growth advice to help you create a profitable biz and step into the highest version of yourself. So welcome to the club, Firestarter. Now let's start turning that spark of an idea into a wildfire of success. Hey want to know a secret we've got a good one for you females on fire is going live and in person with our first ever females on fire conference and we want you to join us come join us in dallas texas august 10th through the 12th of 2023 for our first ever conference that is going to take your business and your personal growth to the next level this is not your mama's business conference And we want you there. We're going to bring together 300 women in a room that is going to feel like the fun and friendship and high vibe energy of your slumber party days. But we're going to do it with the business tips, the marketing strategies, the action steps, and all of the tools you need to step into your higher self. We're going to bring together the best speakers in the industry, tons of fun surprises, And of course, we couldn't have a conference without a dance party. Like I said, not your mama's business conference, a full day of business, a full day of personal growth, learning from the best mentors and meeting all the right people to grow your network and help you step into that higher version of yourself and higher version of your business that you've maybe been dreaming of for a while. That is what the Females on Fire conference is all about, and we wanted to make it affordable and easy and just a simple yes for you. So come join us. Tickets are on sale right now. They are the early bird pricing that you will never see again and with tons of fun bonuses that you're going to want to grab. So head over to femalesonfireconference.com and join us in Dallas next August For the conference that I guarantee is going to change your business and change your life. All right. I do want to dive right into it because I don't want to bore you with this, but before I do, I have to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. From the bottom of my heart, whether this is your first time tuning in, welcome, or you have tuned in for 199 other episodes I am so grateful for you as a listener. I'm so grateful for this community that we've built, and it's just really cool to be celebrating our 200th episode. That is such a big deal. Uh, like I said in the beginning, usually every 50 episodes, I'd love to do some really big thing and feature a lot of people, and and just really like go all out. But you know, when you feature. Fifty people on the 50th episode, and then you try to do something special for a hundred and then you feature 150 people on the 150th. It's really hard to start getting into featuring like 200 people on one episode, you know? So I thought we had to do something a little bit different this time to celebrate, but I wanted to make it something that I knew would be useful to everyone listening, but That wouldn't just be like, oh, here's another marketing strategy, or, you know, here's another like motivational quote that I'm loving lately or whatever. I wanted it to be something that would really impact your life if you took it and ran with it. And I just started kind of jotting some thoughts and ideas down and ultimately came up with this list of 20 sort of just life lessons that. I've either (laughs) learned pretty quickly or definitely learned the hard way in what's been a very long entrepreneurship journey for me. I've been an entrepreneur for eight, almost nine years now, had several different iterations of business and gone through a lot of pivots and transitions and failures and setbacks and successes and wins and losses and all of those things. So, you know, this is by no means a comprehensive list, but if I were going back to a new entrepreneur or going back to my younger self and saying, okay, here's what you need to know. This is the, these are the 20 things that I would, that I would want to share. So thank you for being here for this 200th episode. I appreciate you so much. I would love, 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 If you would share on social media that it's our 200th episode and just kind of give us a little shout out so we can shout you out back. And so we can just kind of have a little social media party, if you will, in honor of this 200th episode. So diving right in to the 20 things you need to know to succeed as an entrepreneur. Number one, going it alone takes way, way longer. You guys, I can't tell you how long I tried to do everything by myself. I, you know, didn't do a lot of networking. I didn't get into programs or masterminds. I didn't really collaborate with a lot of people. I didn't get a lot of advice, honestly. I was just, you know, trying to make it on my own. It was, you know, the idea of being self-made. And you can still be a self-made entrepreneur and collaborate with other people. You can still be a self-made entrepreneur and get into rooms and get into masterminds and and network and all of those kinds of things. Right. That's the thing is learning from somebody else or leveraging somebody else's platform or getting to really know people and listening to their advice and learning from them and collaborating with them and all of those things. It doesn't detract from the work that you do. So it's not keeping you from being a self-made entrepreneur. Right. Right. It's not keeping you from being able to say, look what I did. It's just, look what I did and look at all these cool people that I got to meet along the way. Collaboration really does get you more growth. So the more that you can get yourself in the room, I know if you listen to the podcast a lot, you hear me say this all the time, but the more you can get yourself in the room, the more collaboration opportunities you can find, the faster you're going to grow and the more you're going to grow. Because let's face it, you don't know what you don't know and when you introduce new people and new ideas and new ways of thinking into your life you start to learn a lot of what you don't know and you you're able to move faster and grow faster number 2 follower account means absolutely nothing that's right your follower account is useless i know that we all want more followers i get it i still do too it's just like ingrained in our brain to want to see those higher numbers. But the truth is, if you have 10,000 people on your email list and 9,000 of them literally never open your emails, truth be told, probably time to clean out those 9,000, right, increase your open rates. If you've got 20,000 Instagram followers, but only three people ever like your posts and they're the only three people that even see it and they're not even your ideal customers, that Instagram page is doing you absolutely no good. Right. So stop focusing on how do I get more followers? How do I get higher numbers? Because those are just vanity metrics at the end of the day. And focus instead on how do I get people that are really truly engaged with me, that they like, share, comment on every single post. They really care about what I'm doing. They're really invested in what I'm doing. They open every email I send. They're watching my TikToks. They're opening my texts. They're doing whatever and they're showing up for me and the community and the brand that I'm building, right? That's what we need to focus on, not follower count. Number three, master the art of time management as early as you can. So if you've been in business a while, you probably have already figured this one out that time management is going to make or break you. If you are new to business, I'm here to tell you time management is going to make or break you. And I don't necessarily just mean that you have to be on all the time and you have to like be super crazy productive every single day and that you have to time block, like your life depends on it. And, you know, literally like be up at eight, working by nine, have every single hour of your day completely planned out, like down to the minute and at five o'clock, you close your laptop and you're done. That's not what I'm saying. But if you don't get a handle on your time management and you don't learn what productivity looks like for you and how to be productive as a business owner and how to really use your time well and where that time needs to be spent in order for it to be productive, if you don't figure all that out really early on, you are going to hit a point where you you you're getting things done. You think you're being productive. You're checking some of the boxes, but you're not actually seeing growth, and you're not actually seeing um, the the big things get done and the big goals get checked off. You know what I mean? So you've got to really master time management and specifically what that time management looks like for you personally as a business owner, right? Number four, this one would bother a lot of people I know because this is like what they teach. (laughs) Um, Number four, paid ads will not sell a crappy offer. At the end of the day, it's the truth. I i am a marketing coach. I am a big believer in organic marketing. I am also a big believer that I don't think you should run paid ads until you have a pretty solid organic marketing strategy in place that you've seen work and show results, you know, time after time. I know that is not the opinion of everyone. I know there are people out there who really love paid ads or who even teach paid ads, who don't believe that you have to you know, nail the organic marketing first. I dis- respectfully disagree to each their own. I know some people can make that work, but I think one thing that we can agree on is that paid ads are not going to sell a crappy offer. So if you slap an offer together and you didn't do it the due diligence that it deserves, you didn't do it the justice that it deserves, you really haven't put a lot of thought into. The pricing, the deliverables, all the logistics and technicalities of this offer, who your audience is that you're targeting, and if they even really need this offer. If you have not done all of that work and you start trying to run paid ads, they're literally not going to do anything for you. It is going to be money wasted big time. And that's something that I have seen a lot, especially with somewhat newer entrepreneurs who are maybe not brand new, but just starting to get their footing. And they start seeing a lot of, you know, ads and masterclasses and all of this stuff, telling them that they need to run ads. So they try it and then it doesn't work and they end up frustrated and they're out of the only marketing budget that they had for the year, right? So don't be that person. Make sure that your offer is solid before you start trying to run ads. And if you really want to do things the right way, Make sure your offer is solid and that you have that really organic marketing strategy in place that's already working before you waste your money on ads. Because trust me, you guys, those free outlets like your email list, text list, social media, blogs, podcasts, all of those things, they are going to work for you 10 times over before paid ads will. Will paid ads scale your business? Heck yeah, absolutely, for sure. But scale your business, not start your business. So if you're in those earlier stages, or if you're, you know, still kind of trying to work out the kinks of your offer, or you're, you've got the offer down, but you kind of just started getting serious about Instagram and you're not seeing clients yet, it's, it's not time for you to start investing in paid ads. So just keep that in mind. Your offer and your organic strategy need to be really solid before you waste your time with paid ads. Number five, I think this one we we all kind of intuitively know, but it's nice to have the reminder, the easy or maybe the quick way is usually not the best way. Deep down, I think you know, business is a long game and yes, there are shortcuts, Yes, there are some mentors that will teach you the shortcuts and shortcuts are great when you are in Canva and trying to figure out how to turn this one hour task into a 30 minute task, but shortcuts are not great when they are undercutting your clients, when they're undercutting your business model, when they're out of integrity with the kind of business owner that you want to be and the kind of work that you want to do and impact that you want to make. So just really keep that in mind that sometimes staying in integrity, staying in alignment with the business you want to create and the person that you are and what matters to you in the world, it's not going to be the quick and easy way. And sometimes the people that are trying to sell you the quick and easy way aren't actually going to have the answers for you that you need. And it could result in a lot more harm than good. And you end up trying to go back and fix what got messed up from trying to take this shortcut. And it just ends up taking 10 times longer. So not to say that there's never a shortcut. There's never a a quicker, easier solution. Sometimes there is, but the, the super quick, like write a book in 10 minutes kind of thing, it's not it and we've all seen those right we've seen those ads where it's like i can teach you to write your entire book in a day yeah but how good is it i mean come on like sometimes the the shorter option is not the right one it's not the best one it's not the one that is going to really bottle up all of your hard work and all of your expertise and you know really get you to the next level it's just going to be a crappy product at the end of the day. Number six. I love this one. You get what you pay for. <laughs> you get what you pay for, whether this is hiring, outsourcing, and, and paying, you know, people to come in and help you, or investing in a mastermind, a coaching program, any kind of, you know, cohort like that, um, or paying it with your Your time and your energy, if you don't put as much effort and energy into something, then you're not going to get as good of a result out. However, you want to look at this, just remember you get what you pay for. And if you're not willing to sometimes put in the time, the energy, the financials, right? The money down, the skin in the game, then you're not going to get the results that you want. You're not going to come out on top. With that investment, right? You're gonna end up feeling like it was a big waste of money and a big waste of time and that it really exhausted your energy at the end of the day. So anytime that you go to make a time, energy, or financial investment into something regarding your business, whether that's a collaboration, whether that's going to a networking event, whether that's getting into you know a paid room like a program or a mastermind or something like that, going to a conference um, hiring somebody, outsourcing to somebody, anything at all, make sure that you're putting in what you're hoping to get out, right. That you're really showing up fully and, and ready to invest. And, you know, like if you're outsourcing, like pay, paying somebody what you would want to be paid for that job and just really, really putting into it the energy that you want to get out because you do get what you pay for. Number seven, just because a mentor tells you to do it doesn't mean you should. (laughs) Again, big, big, big believer of getting in the room, investing in yourself, investing in your business, right? I am so incredibly grateful for the mentors that I have, the ones that I have bought into their programs and, and gotten to learn from them and the ones who don't even know I exist and I just obsessively follow them on Instagram and learn from every training that they do. Regardless, I am a big believer of getting yourself in the room, trying to learn as much as you can, never stop learning, like all of that stuff. But just because you hire a coach and they tell you to do something and they're like, oh, it worked for me and it works for all my clients, does not mean that you should do it. You have to take everybody else's opinions with a grain of salt. Yes, learn from other people, but at the same time, trust your gut and try to listen to your gut and think about the direction you want your business to go and the impact that you hope to make out of your business and what is in alignment and in integrity for you. I am very big on integrity. If something does not quite feel right to me, I'm not doing it. And I don't mean not feel right in the sense that it's uncomfortable to get out of your comfort zone. We want that, right? We want mentors who push us a little outside our comfort zone. But if I feel like something is not in alignment, if it feels a little bit like a sleazy marketing tactic, if it doesn't sit right with me, if I don't like, you know, whatever about it, I'm not doing it. And if it worked for a mentor, great. If it's worked for all of their clients, great. But it may not work for me and it may not be an integrity for me. So really keep that in mind that as much as I want you to invest in yourself and your business, continue to learn from other people and learn from mentors, and you know, just pick up all that you can and take, you know, lots of opinions from lots of places at the end of the day those opinions don't matter as much as your own and you've got to trust your gut and go with what's right for you and your business. Number eight, market research is not a suggestion. It is a requirement. I know market research can feel scary to us. It can feel sometimes like a waste of time. Sometimes you just really think that you're onto something and your idea is amazing and you don't need to do the market research trust me, none of those things are true. And market research is a must. So when you have an idea for a new offer, or you're starting to build out a new offer, you have to do market research, you have to get out there and start, you know, talking to your audience and engaging with them and figuring out exactly who they are, exactly what they need. What are their challenges? What are their pain points? How is this offer going to solve that for them? Is this something that they actually need and not just need, but need right now with where they are in their journey? Because you need to know Number one, am I solving a problem for my customer? And number two, is this something that they can actually invest in right now that they're gonna want to invest in right now that they're going to see the value in right now? Okay, so market research, you gotta do it. I know it's not the most fun part of business, but you absolutely have to do it. And just just letting you know, um if you are not a member of the firestarter club it's going to be worth joining just for that we re- very recently had a live training on how to conduct market research and if you join the firestarter club not only do you get these live trainings every month and get to access our um connecting co-work calls which are really fun you get a lot of networking opportunities and all of these things you also get a vault full of trainings and templates and resources and the replays of the most recent trainings are in there. So if you go join the Firestarter Club right now, you're going to be able to go back and watch that training on how to conduct really great market research, regardless of what industry you're in, what your niche is, what it is that you do. And that Firestarter Club, it's $19 a month. It's, you know, cancel anytime. So, absolutely worth it. It's a great membership to be a part of. You can find that by just going to femalesonfire.co slash club. Um, Totally worth joining. If you struggle with market research, that training is going to be so incredibly helpful for you. But whether you do that or not, at the end of the day, just remember market research is a must. Number nine. Showing up everywhere doesn't work unless you have a team. So I cannot stress this enough. You cannot be in all of the places unless you are hiring a team to help you be in all of the places. So when it comes to creating content, picking a platform to be on, really spending your time growing an audience, you as a solopreneur or As somebody with just a VA or virtual assistant or um, with one team member whose main job is something to do with your financials, you cannot try to actively show up on Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, write a blog, have a YouTube channel, start a podcast, do an email list, do a text list. You just can't you can't do it. You can't even do half of that by yourself. You could, but you're going to spend literally 24 seven doing nothing but creating and scheduling content. And you're never actually going to grow an audience anywhere because you're spread way too thin. So my advice, if you are in those kind of earlier stages, or you have really built up your business and your offer, but the whole content strategy is not quite there for you yet, pick one long form thing. So this is a blog, a podcast, a YouTube channel, an email list, right? Any of those pick one long form thing. And then one social media platform, like Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, Facebook, a Facebook group, you know, whatever. Pick one of each and go all in. And regardless of what you see everybody else doing, regardless of what the new like fad is, regardless of what social media platforms pop up in the meantime, regardless of how many people tell you it would be so easy to just record the video of those podcast interviews and also turn it into a YouTube channel. Regardless, just stick with those two things, the one long form and the one social media platform. Okay. If you kind of have a little bit of that content strategy under your belt, then, and, and you've got those two platforms, then start playing with repurposing to one additional platform. So for example, let's say that you've got a podcast and you've got Instagram and you've kind of gotten your footing on those two things. You're pretty consistent. You're seeing some growth. Now try playing around with taking your Instagram content, taking some of those podcast episodes and just repurposing it to Pinterest or LinkedIn or whatever, or, you know, creating a Facebook group or whatever, pick one additional thing, repurpose the content and go from there, right? You cannot do it all without a team. The people that you see on every single platform and they're succeeding and they're doing all the things and they look like they just have all the time in the world. I guarantee you, they have a team behind them, helping them create this content, push out all of this content and stay organized with everything. Okay. Number 10, halfway through. It is not always worth jumping on the new trend. So I kind of just touched on this, but whatever the new trend is, it's not for you. It's not for you. Maybe it will be for you down the road. It is not for you just because it's a trend. So whether this is a new social media platform that pops up, whether this is Um, just like the trending TikTok videos or Instagram reels, whether this is, you know, everybody that had high ticket programs is now switching to tiny offers, whether this is, um, you know, all of a sudden organic marketing is not as fun and fancy and everybody's running paid ads, like whatever it is, it is not for you just because it's a trend. So in the same way, that you have to use your gut when a mentor tells you to do things, you have to use your gut and decide is a trend actually worth jumping on for you? And most of the time it is not. Most of the time it is not. Now, when you get into like creating content, if there's some kind of you know trending reel going around on Instagram. And you have a really good idea of how to take that trending reel and put your own little spin on it and apply it to your business and what you do, and actually, you know, help your customers with it, then cool. That might be worth jumping on. But don't jump ship from the offers you already have, the strategies you already have, the things that you're actually starting to see working just because a new You know, trend shows up. We don't want to have shiny object syndrome. We don't want to constantly be looking for the new shiny toy that we can start getting involved in and engaging in, right? We want to be consistent. We want to think things through. We want to really put a lot of thought and effort into where we're spending our time and our energy, where we're creating content, what we're offering, what we're selling. So trends, not always the way to go. Number 11, pivoting does not mean that you're a quitter. So I had a lot of guilt and shame around this in the beginning of my business. I started out as a wedding planner. For those of you that don't know, I ran that company for five years and in year three, I opened my second company, which started out as just kind of like virtual assistant work and transitioned into like social media management, and then ultimately like added on things like podcast editing and, you know, blog writing and things like that. And then ultimately transitioned into coaching and evolved into the business that I have today. But I was so convinced that in year three, when I started this second company and it started, it really started getting traction and it was going really well. And I was actually beginning to struggle to balance the wedding planning company and this new marketing company. I was so convinced that I needed to find a way to do both. It didn't matter how it made me feel. It didn't matter if I had the time, I needed to make time. If that meant working 24 seven, that's what I needed to do because I could not quit. And I especially could not quit something that was so successful because our wedding planning business was going so well. And it just, it was like, it didn't make sense to quit something that was making money and doing well. But the truth is it was time the wedding planning business was literally just the vehicle that got me into business and marketing and learning all of these things about social media and the marketing world and how to actually grow a business. It was just the vehicle for that. And I was at the destination. It was time for me to get out and hop in a new vehicle. And I just would not do it. And it took two solid years of working so hard and draining my energy and really starting to not love weddings and and wedding planning before I finally said, I can't do it anymore. So just remember pivoting, whether it's just pivoting your offer a little bit, pivoting your audience, your content, or making a really big shift and pivoting your entire business, your entire business model into a different industry, into a different niche, like whatever it is, pivoting doesn't make you a quitter. Sometimes it really is a necessity for you to continue doing what you want to do and lighting up the world and making an impact and doing it really well. And again, in integrity, in alignment with the person that you want to be, it's not just giving up and quitting. I promise. Number 12. Kind of going along with the last one, you did not fail if you didn't make six figures in six months. I know that you have seen those posts. I know that you've seen those coaches. They're like constantly talking about how they had a ninety thousand dollar month, or they had a you know thirty thousand dollar day, or here's how they made more money than they ever have just in like two hours off of this flash sale or they scaled their business to six figures in only six months and they're gonna help you do the same. That's great. Maybe they did and maybe they have the receipts and maybe they actually can help you do it. But there is a lot, and I mean a lot of that type of talk and that type of energy in the online business space. And it really leads us to believe that if we jump into business and we give it our all and we do our best and we work really hard, we're going to make six figures in six months. And that is rarely the case. It is a very small percentage of people that can do that that quickly. And then, unfortunately... If we don't do it, if we don't hit six figures in six months or immediately start making, you know, having $20,000 clients and $90,000 cash months and all of this stuff that you see all the time, then we feel like a failure because everybody else is doing it. Everybody else is good at it. What's wrong with me? Right. But the truth is, there's nothing wrong with you. It's not you. It's just the fact of the matter that is somewhat rare. It is a small percentage of people that actually will do that in their first six months of business. And I'm just going to come out and say it. Some of the people that are posting that they're doing it aren't actually doing it. They are sort of twisting the numbers. They are just outright lying. They hit six figures, but it took them two years, not six months. You know, they're warping what actually happened. Not everybody. Some people actually did it. Kudos to them, but don't believe everything you see and do not feel like you are a failure just because you didn't hit some huge monetary goal in your first month or two or three or six of business. And even if you've been in business a while, if you're like, Oh, in the next six months, I'm going to hit six figures for the first time in my life. And you don't do it. Don't beat yourself up for that. That is a really hard thing to do. And we have to remember that as long as we're profitable and we're giving it our best and we're growing, you know, every month, every year, we're already successful. We're already growing a successful business, right? Focus on doing things in integrity and not working yourself to death and making yourself happy and making your customers happy. And just growing little by little, and you will get there. I promise. Number 13, success is not based on how busy you are. And kind of going along with that, burnout will sneak up on you and it will come faster than you think. So I think a lot of us believe that in order to do more, have more, make more, Be more successful, the pinnacle of success looks like filling our calendar just completely full with meetings and connection calls and masterminds and programs and um, networking and memberships and all of these things and constantly churning out brand new offers, constantly churning out tons of content and just basically working ourselves 24 seven. And I am here to tell you that I have experienced burnout. It is not pretty. It is not fun. It is very, very hard to recover from. It takes triple the time to recover from it than it does to get into it. So don't even go there. Success is not based on how many hours a day you work. You did not quit your nine to five or avoid a nine to five to come in and work 80 hours a week. And you know good and well, you have seen those, you know, social media posts that are like, I quit my nine to five and traded it for a 70 to 80 hour week in entrepreneurship. Don't, why? Why would you want to do that? Yes, maybe you love what you do and maybe you're like me and you love what you do so much and you're kind of a workaholic and it's really hard to pull you away from your office. And that's somewhat okay. But at the same time, you have to have a life outside of your business And even if you absolutely love what you do, if you work yourself too much, and if you sit in the office 24 seven and you never give your brain a break and you don't have a life outside your business, you will burn out. I don't care how much you love what you do, you will burn out. So just keep that in mind that burnout comes really fast and it's really hard to recover from and trying to burn yourself out is not going to lead you to success. Filling your calendar is not going to lead you to success, right? Setting boundaries, doing what you can, being more productive with your time that you are spending on your business, those things are going to pile up and lead to your success. Number 14, you do not have to spend money to make money, but it helps, (laughs) And I put this one in here because what I mean by this is you can start a business out of absolutely nothing. You can be really successful in business without spending a whole bunch of money on the tech stuff and the fancy new platform and just immediately outsourcing and hiring all of these people and getting the big fancy office and running ads and doing all those things. You can absolutely start and run a business without spending money. However, what you have to stop doing is comparing your business where you're trying not to spend a lot of money on things or spend no money on things, comparing it to a business who is shelling out thousands, maybe tens of thousands of dollars a month or a year on hiring, outsourcing, you know, getting into rooms, um, getting mentors that are gonna help push them forward and elevate them. Uh, the tech programs, the automations, the scheduling tools, the softwares, the memberships, all of those things. Okay, again, you do not have to spend money to make money, but understand that the people who have the money to put in they are going to start to look like they're moving a little bit faster, right? The people who can afford to get in the rooms, they are going to start to grow a little faster. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Your journey is your own. It does not matter how fast they are growing or how quickly they are doing the thing. You cannot compare that to your own journey. Okay. So invest in yourself and your business where you can. Push yourself a little more each time. Do a lot of work around money mindset. Make sure that's not the thing that's holding you up. But do not ever look at somebody else's business and think they're growing so much faster than me. They're doing this so much better than me. Why does their stuff look so much better than mine? We started at the same time and they're so far ahead of me. Don't do it. Don't let yourself fall into that comparison trap. Focus on you. Number 15, learned this one the hard way. Do not share all of the details of your ideas unless you are ready to start on them. I know I, people are amazing. I love people. I think people are great. I love getting to meet new people, build this community, collaborate with people. I love it. But there are some not so nice people in the world and there are some people in the business world that have gotten where they are and have gotten ahead by taking other people's ideas and running with them so i'm not telling you to be super crazy secretive about everything and never you know give out any kind of free content and never um share your expertise and share what you know definitely not telling you any of that what i am telling you is if you have a brand new idea that you haven't seen done before or you have a brand new idea for something that's going to change your industry a little bit or really solve a problem that that you're seeing come up for people in your industry keep that close to you until you're actually putting it together and putting it out in the world because there are people out there who will take your ideas and they will run with them. And at the end of the day, does it matter? No. If they take your idea and run with it and do it before you do, does it really matter? No. It's about being better, not being the first. But it saves you the headache and the frustration of having somebody you thought was a friend steal your idea and launch it before you. If you just keep your mouth shut, For a little bit, work in silence for a little bit, and then come out with the thing and then share about it. Okay. So maybe you don't care about that. Maybe you're not worried about it at all. That's totally cool. I'm not totally that person. I'm like, I'm going to keep it a little bit hush hush. It's going to stay in my very close network of people until I'm ready to put it out into the world. So just something to consider. Sometimes people will burn you. Most of the time people are great. Sometimes they will burn you. Number 16, kind of along those lines though, just switching gears a little, be very careful what bridges you decide to burn. So I do not believe that you should keep anybody around you who is not good for you. And what I mean by that is obviously you don't just want people around you who think like you. We want a lot of diverse voices around us, a lot of differing opinions, a lot of different ways of thinking in our circle, right? But if somebody is constantly super negative, they are a huge drain on your energy. Um, You're unable to do anything for them because they just are so stubborn and won't listen. And in turn, they do absolutely nothing for you or your life. If they cause you more problems than they do cheer you on, you know, if they're that type of person, absolutely. It is time to no longer have that person in your life or keep them at an arm's reach. Right. But be very careful what bridges you totally burn and how you burn them. Right? We can absolutely decide not to spend a lot of time with somebody anymore versus getting really defensive and attacking them and telling them how much of a negative person they are and how you can't be friends anymore because they're so horrible and blah, 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 blah. Right? It's probably not going to end well. So just be careful about the bridges that you burn and remember that everyone is connected. Everybody knows somebody. So like it or not, if you burn a bridge in a really poor way and you're not careful about that, you don't think that through, you don't always know who they know and who they'll go and talk to and who they will end up deterring from getting to know you because of the way that you acted or what you said or the way you treated them or whatever. So I'm not telling you to take crap from people. I'm not telling you to keep crappy people in your life. Don't do any of that, but just be careful and aware of the bridges that you burn and how you burn them. Just keeping in mind that you never know who all people know and everybody is connected. Number 17, we're almost done. I know this is kind of getting to be a long episode, but I hope you're getting a lot out of this. Number seventeen, I think this says it all. I don't think it needs a lot of explanation. Invest in yourself as much as you invest in the business. It's great for you to join programs and um, all, you know all of that. That's going to uplevel your business, but at the end of the day, you have to be growing as a person in order to keep growing as a business. So invest in those spaces that help you renew your own energy, that help you find your blind spots, that help you realize the person that you really want to be, that align with your core values as a human, get in those spaces, invest in those places. It's going to benefit you to put as much, if not more effort and investment into yourself as it does to put it in the business. So just keep that in mind. Number 18, I think this has come up multiple times during this episode already, but integrity will pay off way more than any strategy ever will. Whatever integrity looks like for you, keep that really, really close, really front of mind with everything that you do, with everything that you say with everything that you invest in. Trust me, staying in integrity, knowing what integrity looks like for you as a person and as a business owner, really aligning with a set of core values that you stick to, you know, all the time without hesitation, that is going to pay off because you are going to find your people and you are gonna repel the people that are not for you And ultimately people are going to respect you more for sticking to your beliefs and always doing things in alignment with what matters to you and what's in integrity and alignment for you. So it is going to pay off in the end more than your mentor's marketing strategy, more than that person in your mastermind's social media advice, more than anything. It's going to pay off in the end. So stay in integrity always. Number 19, everyone, and I do mean everyone, has felt exactly what you're feeling right now. Every single time that you feel like you're not cut out for this, every single time that you feel like this is too hard, every single time that you feel like you're not good enough or You, your content's not good enough. Your offer's not good enough. You're not cut out for business. You're not cut out to be an entrepreneur. You don't have the time. You don't have the money. You don't have the energy. You're not doing it right. You're, you're dumb. You're, you know, any of these other things that we always like to say to ourselves, everyone has thought it. You are not alone. The most successful people that you know have thought exactly what you're thinking now. Imposter syndrome shows up in some form for everyone, even that woman that you follow, who looks like the most confident person in the world and looks like she has it all together and is crazy successful. I guarantee you, not only has she felt what you're feeling, but she still to this day has her own version of imposter syndrome. I promise you, you are not alone and it is not a reason to give up. And last, but absolutely not least, number 20, don't ever let yourself believe that you are done learning. Entrepreneurship is a long game and it is the kind where you never know enough. You never know everything that you need to know. You should never be satisfied. You should be satisfied. Don't get me wrong. You should be happy with where you're at and be content with what you built and all of those things. But you should never be satisfied in the idea that you've learned all you can learn. There's nothing else to do. You're at the pinnacle of success. You couldn't possibly go any higher. Never let yourself get complacent in that sense. And instead, constantly be asking yourself, how can I innovate new ideas? How can I surround myself with more people who are going to think a little bit differently or think outside the box from me? Where can I get new inspiration, new perspectives, and how can I start to learn to implement that in my own business and in my own life? You are never, ever, ever done learning. I promise. So I hope you loved these. I hope you took some notes. If you are a new entrepreneur or you know a new entrepreneur, definitely go share these um, because it's what I wish I had heard in the beginning. It's what I would tell any new entrepreneur. It's what I would tell the people who are two, three, four, five years in, because some of these lessons haven't been learned yet. But those are the 20 things that I think you need to know. You have to learn if you're going to be successful in business as an entrepreneur. So thank you so, so much for tuning in and sharing this very special moment with me, celebrating our 200th episode. I hope you had fun. I hope you learned a lot. I really hope that you will go share this episode with your friends, with your colleagues, with the other people in your industry. Please share it on your Instagram, your Instagram stories, tag me at Haley Luckadoo, tag females on fire. Let me know which one of these you needed to learn or needed to hear or learned the hard way, or just if you loved the episode. Just come celebrate 200 episodes with us because that is not easily done. I think it's nuts. It's crazy, but it's so cool and so much fun. And here's to 200 more. Am I right? So that is it for today. Tune back in on Friday for another Fire Fridays. And as we continue on with our next 200 episodes, we've got so much goodness in store for you. I can't wait to see you back here. And do not forget, it only takes one spark of an idea to create a wildfire of success in your life, in your business, in all the things. So here's to you, Firestarter. Thank you for being a part of this community. Thank you for continuing to tune into this podcast. And here's to our 200th episode. And that's a wrap. Head over to femalesonfirepodcast.com to check out this episode's show notes, find fun bonuses, or grab your Females on Fire merch. If you loved this episode, make sure you hit subscribe, leave us a review, and then share your favorite takeaway on Instagram and tag us at Females on Fire so we can repost you. Want more? Join us in the Firestarter Club, a monthly membership focused on helping you grow your business and your network. And tune back in every Wednesday and Friday for brand new episodes to keep you fired up for those big dreams.